Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about the issue of anxiety and discuss how it can affect both you as a parent and your teen. You know, I think parents, when they get so concerned, they become almost jittery about uh, making sure they're doing the right thing. And I, and I think there's some issues that are going on that, that are almost behind that behavior that are important to address. You know, I tell people all the time, if you're looking at issues with your child, do what Scripture says first. Before you look at the speck in your child's eye, look at the log in your own. I mean, perhaps some of the things going on and some of the responses you see in your child are maybe because of problems that you're causing and you don't know it. I mean, when, when Scripture says fathers do not exasperate your kids, maybe you are and you don't know it. And some people would say, well, that's ridiculous. Of course I would know it. Well, out of Psalms, we say, you know, Scripture says, Lord, search me, know my heart, and see if there is any evil way in me. Yeah, we're the last to know sometimes, that's right. aren't we? Some, sometimes we don't realize that what we're doing is causing some of our own problems, and it's just being reflected in our kids. Now, is God going to use your child to make changes in your life? I guarantee you he will. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's almost like he's this ADD fellow that's got a million things going on at once and coordinating them all. And, and that's where he causes all good things to work together for good. It's a, absolutely amazing. But there is a side of it that I go, before you jump on your child, your child may be a reflection of something that is not right with you and, the, and what you're doing. Perhaps you're being too restrictive. Perhaps you're being too lenient. Perhaps you are not uh, allowing your child the freedom that they need to survive. And so they're having to rebel to get that. You've got to look at yourself. The corollary statement is that calm parents make calm kids. That's right. Once they become a little bit more assured. When a parent is assured of what they're doing, they can sit back and relax. When they gain a deeper understanding, they can sleep better at night because they know of what's happening with their child. And kids want you to be in control as parents, don't they? Well, you know, I mean, they want you to set boundaries and they want you to have that position But it's almost like we need to allow God to be in control. Because I think another two things happen with parents as well. One, we really don't believe sometimes of God's ability to be involved in the life of our child. I mean, he is concerned about their life. Sometimes we have this tendency to want to take control and say, I'm going to do everything. And, And that's the wrong position. I say, parents, when your child moves into adolescence, quit doing everything and start being something different. That's a little bit harder. But I think we we really lose trust in in his commitment to us. But the other thing is, perhaps we lose trust in what we have taught our child. And Scripture would remind us, he will bring to completion that which he has started. Everything that we have sown into their life will come to fruition. So trust that the Word of God that you've built into your child's life is going to come to fruition. And I think the other side of it is trusting that God is involved in the life of your child. So you can sit back and be calm mm-hmm. and gain understanding and not be so anxious, feeling like you have to control everything because you'll ruin everybody in the process. You're not in control. You never have been in control. And what you want is for your child to be in control of their life so that God can move them in a good direction. Dads, 
You love your teens, and you're doing everything to show them. But sometimes, it still doesn't feel like enough. You're busy and short on time, sacrificing a lot as it is, but you still feel like you run out of time for what really matters. A Devotional for Dads is the perfect book to help remind dads of life's biggest priorities and help them show their wives and kids how much they really matter. A Devotional for Dads is full of short, poignant, thought-provoking devotionals that give a biblical perspective of who a dad is supposed to be. It's more than just advice. It's a reminder of just how important dad's role really is and how much he matters. Get your copy of A Devotional for Dads at ParentingTeenResources.org, either for yourself or as a gift for the dad in your life who loves and cherishes his kids. I think this is one of the greatest challenges of parenting, taking the principles, the biblical principles, the morals, the values, all those things that that we long for for our kids and applying them to a world that is far different than where we develop those morals and biblical principles and learn to adapt them to our life. The challenge of parenting is applying what we know in an effective way to our kids. We may think we're disciplining and what we're doing is pushing them away. Hmm. We may think we're correcting, but really what we're doing is nagging and, and causing them to retreat. We may think that we're embracing them and what we're really doing is shaming them. You know, I, I think if we understood how kids are interpreting what we do with them, then we would maybe change our approach, but not change our message. Our message remains the same and gain an understanding in such a way that would allow us to go, you know what, I need to work on myself perhaps more than I, than I need to work on my child. And I tell parents all the time, all these kids that live with us, and these parents will tell you this too, they really feel like they're the ones that need to be there. <laughs> and I, I guarantee it, they are making more changes than their kids are. Yeah, I was just thinking on the front end of the process, the parents are pretty anxious. I bet on they the back are. end, they really have calmed down a lot. They really they? have because they learned that what they have taught will come to fruition. They've learned to back up and they've learned how to how to quit making their child rebel. I don't think there's too many rebellious kids out there. I mean, I think they're responding and reacting to situations. And if we knew what is causing them to respond and react that way, we would approach them differently. You know, here's an example. A child comes home drunk and it's different from the rebellious child that, uh, that may be saying, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to party. I'm going to do what I want. Or it may be that something's happened to my child that they're trying to forget that imagery mm-hmm. that perhaps something desperate has happened. Now, it, it doesn't excuse the drinking. No. There's still consequences for that. There needs to be. But the, our approach is far different. And I'm convinced that if we just approach kids differently, their response will move them to a good place where they can reconnect and then take all that we've taught them and use it in their life in such a way that they go, aha, this is what mom and dad were talking about. But I think sometimes it's mom and dad's ways of doing things that are pushing them away. It's part of the problem. It is. Yeah. And, and, and I don't even realize it. I mean, and so it, I think there's a control issue 
that causes my anxiousness because I'm, I'm really taking control and, and doing it on my own. Well, no wonder you're anxious <laughs> because, I mean, Scripture would tell you this. All of your righteousness is as filthy as rags. I mean, it is, it is polluted somewhat because we carry the baggage into our life as well. And then we're thinking that we've got it resolved. Well, you know what? We don't. God can give us that direction, and he would steer us and say, there is wisdom in the counsel of many. Move toward people. Figure out a way. Change your approach. Don't shame kids. Embrace them. We receive hundreds of emails from listeners through our website, parentingtodaysteens.org. Here's just one. Uh, This parent says, our daughter suffers from depression and anxiety. She's received counseling and medical treatment and gotten that from trained professionals, but seems unwilling to put into practice what she's hearing from them. She's defiant and will self-injure when she doesn't get her way. When this doesn't work, she threatens to end her life. Now, the self-injuring is minor, not life-threatening. She scratches her arm. She's been hospitalized twice because of this. We were told she is manipulating us and needs clear expectations as well as consistent follow-through with discipline. We've done all we can. Uh, following the advice of counselors, but she doesn't seem to want to help herself. We are Christians. We feel God needs to be at the center of this recovery process. Help. That's right. You know, and, and my first thing is always looking behind the behavior. And I tell you this, instead of looking at your daughter, look at you. I mean, instead of thinking, okay, my daughter needs to, I can't make a change in my daughter. That's much harder to do. No, it is, but I need to make a change in me. And I would read this and I would say, you know what? Somebody is telling them you're being manipulated, which is their problem. You need to make clear your expectations, which is their problem. You need to be consistent, which is their problem. Mm -hmm. And you need to follow through with with discipline. That's on the parents' shoulders. That's their problem. You know what? The parents need to do that. But the problem is they go, well, we have it under control. No, you don't. It is out of control. Your child is doing those things because she needs something different. Now, I'm a believer in this. If a child's not learning in the classroom, it's not the child's fault. It's the teacher's fault. You know, and so the same way with a, with a parent and a child relationship, if something's going wrong, I can't expect my child to change and think that's going to uh, change the course of, of everything that's going on. The only thing that I control is myself. The only thing I can change is myself. I need to make the changes and, and then allow God to, to take those changes, model it to my child that they can make changes and start over. I mean, that's where I spend my time helping parents. And parents go, wait a minute, I thought it was a kid problem. And I'm going, you're anxious because it's your problem. You can't change your child. You can change you. And so spend some time looking at you. That's hard for parents to do. Does it usually take a while for it to to sink in? It does. You know, I've got 50 high school kids that live with me. The problem isn't the kids. It's the parents. And I would tell— And you've told the parents that. I've told the parents that over and over. And every parent sits there and goes, you're right. Because it's interesting, those kids that they're having problems with come and live with us, and and things change. Well, why is it changing? It's not because of the child. It's because the environment has changed, and that's what parents have got to do. Change your style, change your environment, and perhaps move in a different direction. When the light bulb goes off, parents begin to get it. Things can change then. Yeah. I think they sit back and they go, whoa— whoa, we've been a part of this. And I go, it's a family problem. It's just not a kid problem. You live for that moment, don't you, to well, see that? Well, I mean, it's, when you see those light bulbs going off, you go, they're finally picking it up. They're finally trusting God. They're giving up control. That They're giving up control that they've never had. They're holding on to something that they thought was valued 
it's so tight that they're not able to grasp something that is a lot more valuable. Mm -hmm. And when they finally get to do that, and you give control back to a child, the child develops responsibility, they become mature, they start making good decisions, and put into place all those things you have taught them. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.